0: The views expressed herein reflect the views of the Whistler Agency as of the date of publication. These views may change as conditions change. The views expressed herein are not intended and should not be construed as investment advice, and they do not address any individual's specific situation.
1: Welcome to Whistler While You Retire with Tim Whistler from the Whistler Agency. Here you will learn how Tim helps clients avoid taking unnecessary risks in retirement. With a fiduciary responsibility, Tim's mission is to help retirees and soon-to-be retirees create a greater sense of confidence about their retirement plan. Now, on to the show. The quality of a sound retirement income plan is so important, but it pales in comparison to the importance of taking steps to provide opportunities for a good quality of life. My guest today is Dr. Daniel Clower, the clinical director at the TMJ and Sleep Therapy Center in Granger, Indiana. Dr. Clower earned his Bachelor of Science degree at the University of Notre Dame, then completed four years of training at The Ohio State University, earning his Doctor of Dental Surgery. He is board certified by the American Board of Dental Sleep Medicine, the American Board of Craniofacial Pain, and the American Board of Craniofacial Dental Sleep Medicine. His practice specializes in treating patients with craniofacial pain, headaches, migraines, snoring, and sleep apnea. He's a family man, a keynote speaker, and a published author. And today, he is my guest, Dr. Clower. Thank you for taking time from your family and from your practice to visit with me today.
0: Thanks for having me, Tim. I appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. And you know, one thing I wanted to talk about is, is a sign right behind your shoulder that I play like <laughs> a champion. So I know that you were a student athlete athlete at the, on the golf team at Notre Dame. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I was fortunate enough to uh, play golf there, and uh, and it was a blast. It was good, good experience. Uh, Taught some good time management skills and uh, <laughs> got some you know some fun experiences over the years playing there.
1: So while you were playing, did you kind of have it in the back of your mind that maybe I'd like to take this onto the PJ tour, Or you kind of thought yeah. this is kind of fun for now? Or
0: you know, it's kind of funny you asked that. Um, our our coach sat us all down and and said he he only wanted people on the team that were open and wanting or had the desire to to play professionally. And you know, I I maybe thought. I'd want to, but I, I think in the back of my head, I kind of knew that that wasn't a lifestyle that would fit me. Um, but you know, there's there's one guy on my team who he made it. He's he's got his tour card this year, and it's fun watching him. But it was it was a grind. I mean, he's been he's been at it since 2006, and just you know, kind of turned the corner in the past two years. So it's 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 a hell of a battle. And uh, but you know, I, I enjoyed my time playing it. I think my passion for it kind of shows in that since i stopped playing for the team in 2006 i've probably played less than 25 rounds of golf yeah and yes you know, so maybe once or twice a year i'll get out there so not <laughs> not much anymore they, with five kids it, they got me pretty tied up just a little
1: bit yes yeah just a little yeah. bit, a little bit. <laughs> well in fact at one of our most recent appointments there that when we brought ronda by we, were, we had to head up to um, Chicago, which is kind of north of where we yep. live. And and so we had a little bit of time. So I thought, I said, honey, do you mind if I take a quick detour? And she goes, no. She goes, where do you want to go? I said, I want to go to the campus of Notre Dame. Oh, uh, so, yeah. You know, I'm a huge college sports fan. Yep. Um, I've never been to Notre Dame Stadium, but I love the movie movie Rudy. I mean, I just thought yep. that was one of the coolest movies. And uh, so we, with the help of Google Maps, we navigated our way down there. And there I saw just the glimpse of
0: one of the gates there at, at the yep. Notre
1: Dame Stadium. So it's pretty cool. So
0: a fun fact, you'll get a kick out of this. I was actually a paid actor in the movie Rudy when I was in third grade yeah really? <laughs> so I was in the funeral scene and right as his best friend walks back uh as Rudy walks back crying at his best friend's funeral you can see me in the pew I'm off to the side but I get to miss a whole day of school and I had to sit <laughs> in the church for eight hours for that 20 second scene Yeah. I- I think I we got my brothers and I we each got like 300 bucks for the day or something. So yeah, it was kind of a little little tidbit of cool information. Absolutely, It is. I gotta watch yeah. it again. Now. I know what yeah. I'm doing this weekend. So it's minute it's minute 47. You can see it. So, <laughs> kind of funny. My kids, my kids think I gave up acting to. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, I love it. It's so cool. Well, again, I, you know, I appreciate your time here and I want to really get into the meat of, of what it is that you specialize in because Ron and I have just been blessed in what you have been doing for her. And, and I was just telling Patrice this before we came online, um, you know, once we kind of get Rhonda squared away and hopefully find the source of what's, you know, causing her and helping her. And I think I need to become a patient of yours as well. Cause there's some things reading through your book. I'm like, you know, I find myself Concentrate on sitting yeah. up straighter, you know, yeah. doing some things we're going to talk about here. But you know, one of the things that you had shared with me that, that when Ron and I were there with you at one of her appointments, you just said that something that really struck me. You said, one of the biggest issues I think people face is the underappreciation for nasal breathing, along with the proper quality and quantity of sleep. Now I'm guilty of that. I mean, I literally just, sometimes I really struggle with that. So let's start with that. Let's talk, let's talk about the importance of nasal breathing? You know, what should we know about the importance of that quality of, of a breathing skill?
0: Well, I think kind of the, the, the basics are often forgotten or not discussed where God gave us the ability to breathe through our nose for a reason. So our nose is this really intricate filter system that warms, moistens, and purifies the air. And I can, you could go in To a two hour talk about the warming, why we need to warm air before it gets to our lungs. Hmm. Uh, We could talk about why we need to moisten it and then why we need to filter it. So each of those three simple things can you go down a rabbit hole. But um, I would put it at like if your HVAC system in your house, if your filter is gunked up, you know, a whole host of issues can happen. The fan can run too much. Condensers can get ice on them. There's all these different reasons. And our body's way more sophisticated than an HVAC unit, but also way more adaptive than an HVAC unit. So like, you know, we will walk on a broken leg to survive and Mm -hmm. we will ruin our leg more to survive. So our body will compensate in 35 different directions to survive. So our brain doesn't care about pain. It cares about survival. And so we will bend, twist, move, adapt to survive all day long. So how we breathe through our nose, it really dictates a lot about health, but it's not always an absolute, not, not someone with a nasal obstruction won't exhibit the same compensatory effect that someone else does. So it can be hard to identify. The other thing is, is I compare it to like vision Uh, for the most part, you you really only know that you can't see well because someone tells you you can't see well, right? So if little Tim in second grade, the teacher's like, Tim, read that. And you're like, I can't. Then teacher's like, oh, you need your eyes checked. And then you go get your eyes checked. And then if you can't do A, B, or C, the doctor can conclude, try this, try that. And then they can diagnose your eye problem. Mm -hmm. But unless you got feedback from someone else, you don't know whether your vision's good or bad. Um, to an extent. And so the nose is similar, right? Some people can self-identify and figure out that their nose isn't working well. Um, But for a lot of times our patients, we have to show them and tell them and get information out to illustrate that there might be a nasal breathing problem, whether it's breathing too fast. I mean, we should take 12 to 16 breaths a minute and a lot of people hyperventilate. So they're breathing way too fast. A lot of people breathe from their chest, not from their diaphragm and so breathing education i think could be improved across the board so people could self identify an issue and abnormality that they have so that they can correct it early on and and my my job is 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 quite similar to yours as a professional in that anybody you interact with you just try to provide immense value to so they can take that information and make an impact whether they need you to hold their hand and be their guy their advisor Awesome, great. That's what you do. But if they can maybe take some info from this podcast and go do good with it, even better. You just help someone that is intangible to what what you've done for them. So when you when you said, "Hey, I'd love to do this," I, I thought, "How how cool! You're you're trying to expand your tentacles so that you can impact people at a greater level." And that's what we try to do in medicine. I try to find good orthopods. Good internal medicine docs because people then gravitate and come to you for intel because if you routinely provide good intel, they they'll keep asking you for for help. So, so that's why I was so inclined to make this work. I was like, I love the idea of it. So with with the nose, you know, the big three things I'd say, you know, it warms, moistens, and filters the air we breathe. Mm-hmm. It is normal to breathe through the nose. It is abnormal to breathe through the mouth. Breathing through the mouth is pathologic. And a funny but true saying is eating, eating through the nose is as normal as breathing through the mouth is. <laughs> so I put a blueberry in my mouth cause I need to crush the skin. I need saliva and enzymes to go on it, prepare it to go down to my stomach so that my stomach can digest it. Right. I can shove a blueberry through my nose and swallow it whole. It just isn't as good for my digestive system to not have that process starting in the mouth. So yes, <laughs> air can get through my mouth to my lungs. However, it's, it's not properly ready. Like it would be coming through the nose.
1: Wow. You know, and I, you know, after we met and and again, the conversation that we had and just a little, I mean, I'm just sitting in the chair in the corner of the office while you and Eki are taking care of Ron and I'm reading your posters. I'm listening to you guys. And I'm sitting there like, again, focusing on my, you know, my, my posture, have my shoulders back sitting more and focus on breathing through my nose. And I started kind of watching and observing and again, I'm not trying to pick on the guy. He's a fantastic golfer. I enjoy watching him. But have you ever watched Shane Lowry when he's on the golf course? Yeah. I mean, he's just, he, he's just, his mouth is open the entire time. Yeah. And, then you know, I, I think I'm like, Shane, you're doing it wrong, buddy. <laughs> you know, and then I hear Ecky yeah. talk about, you know, some runners, some, some, those guys that are running 20 marathon runners yeah. the entire time, run the entire marathon through the nose. I can't work out for 20 minutes without having sometimes, you know, exhaust through my mouth, but yeah. It truly is amazing. I didn't really realize that what you just said, those three key areas of the importance of breathing through our nose. So, you know, what do you think, um, Dr. Clower, some things that we can do to become better at maybe at nasal breathing?
0: It's it's funny is just practicing and habituating to nasal breathing goes a long way. So there's there's some simple breathing exercises. There's a form of um, like a Buteko breathing. Dr. Buteko out of Russia developed these these protocols for slowing the breath down and we have a one of our therapists is certified in it and you can find resources like that online um there's there's things that can be um you can do therapy and modalities to get past and then there's a point at which there's a physical obstruction that would inhibit you from doing so So a lot of our patients might have a blocked nose or deviated septum, and they might not be able to nasal spray and extra and and breath train past that obstruction. They need more. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I'll tell patients, hey, I I anticipate you need a procedure. But before you get there, let's try A, B, and C so that we know it's worthwhile. Um, Because an open nose doesn't mean you're going to use it. And a blocked nose doesn't mean you can't get anything through it. So we see an array of noses anatomically that don't always match up with what you would perceive. Mm -hmm. So it's really a dynamic evaluation to see, okay, what are the signs, symptoms of nasal dysfunction, disuse? And can we um, have some tangible proof and evidence that it can be or it ought to be improved before we go spitting out? recommendations i I think a safe recommendation to tell anyone is if you don't passively have your lips together teeth apart tongue suctioned in the roof of the mouth at rest you have an abnormal resting breathing posture Hmm. so lips together teeth apart tongue in the spot that's that's norm. And what's kind of cool, my grandmother, uh, she died when I was in high school, but she would always say lips together, teeth apart, never from that posture shall you part. And she knew nothing about It was something her grandparents told her how to stand in church and because that's how you stand. And And there's tons of science behind that right now that we now most doctors in my realm, they tell the kids lips together, teeth apart, tongue in the spot. And I'm like, man, my grandma was like way ahead of it. And it's just not an old wives tale, but it's one of those inherent recommendations that is true. The other thing is like um, when a kid falls and gets hurt and they're, they're getting worked up, my mom says, calm down, breathe through your nose, calm down. Like that's an internal mother neurological thing that actually makes a lot of sense. When you slow the breath down, it lowers your heart rate, lowers your blood pressure, gets you more oxygen. It helps with pain. So there's all these physiological reasons that mothers just innately say that and fathers. But, you know, the caregiver, if you will, and and it, it's naturally calming to the nervous system. And so it's, it's pretty cool um, that a lot of this stuff is nothing new. It's just maybe understanding a little bit more of the validity behind it.
1: No, I, that's, that's a good point. And, and we're going to talk now about, you know, the importance of good night's sleep and, and the transition. One of the things that I have read for people who struggle with, you know, staying asleep or getting to sleep um was doing a breathing exercise and, and it was i think i don't know if it was i don't want to miscredit who provided this information but they i think it was like the navy seals or something like that yeah. they talk about breathing you know taking in you know everything everything goes through your nose but mm-hmm. taking the breath holding it for a while exhausting the breath for a period of time like a delayed period of time pausing and then taking and like you said only taking 10 or 12 to 16 bre- breaths through your nose over a course of a minute and it talked about if you do that, you'll probably fall asleep because you're probably concentrating. Yeah. First of all, on doing that, and second of all, it kind of I think it softens and lowers everything else. Our mind gets racing. That's one of my problems. I have no problem falling asleep because I'm usually exhausted at the end of the day, even though I'm not out, you know, physically demand doing demanding labor you know, you and I are both in, in a practice where we are using our brains. We're assessing yeah. clients that are looking for something for us. And that can be very, very mentally draining. And by the time I sit down, you know, we have dinner with the family, sit down and Rhonda's on the couch, I'm on the chair and I'm watching something on TV. 15 minutes later, I'm starting to doze off I mean, because I'm yeah. just finally relaxing. But then as soon as I wake up, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, whatever, I sometimes have trouble falling back to sleep. And I have to think about these things. So so for example, I, I know many people struggle with being able to wake up feeling
0: rested. What do you think some issues that cause um, a poor night's sleep? So the big three questions that I ask every patient at every follow-up appointment, uh, can you get to sleep? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. Do you stay asleep? Yes or no. And do you wake rested? Yes or no. Right. And you can unpack a lot in either of those three questions, but we really want to initiate sleep easily within a half hour. We want to stay asleep through the night and you want to wake rested. And, and so before we get into like, diagnosing apnea, diagnosing, you know, sleep related movement disorders, or um, nutritional deficiencies, and things like that, that the tenants are, are you in a cold, dark room, no lights. So our, as you know, our skin has light receptors over it. That's what allows our skin to get tan in the sun. And our body to absorb energy from the sun, like plants to, you know, be healthy. Right. So our skin, our, our, our skin has photoreceptors on it. And so light in the room, whether it's a night light or a clock tells our body, it's light, it's time to wake up. So, so we want the room dark. Um, we want no TV in the room, you know, the saying goes the bedrooms for sleep and sex, and that's it. Yep. And, and so we don't want to be someone who has a desk in our room where we log in. Um, In high school, grade school, we don't want kids doing homework on their bed, like laying down and doing homework. It tells the brain, this area is not for that. You know, the reason dogs get well-trained at this is where you go to the bathroom is we want them to know when they go out that back door, turn left, that's where you go and you train their brain to know that's where they go to the bathroom. Right. And so cold, dark room, Uh, We want um, minimal ambient noise. So if you're in a city setting, um, you know, sound machines, um, fans are okay, but you don't want a fan blowing air on you. That constant blow of air increases nasal congestion. And, um, And then you want to minimize screen time an hour before bed. If we're, you know, starting to get dark, it's telling our brain it's time to go to bed. And then we get a phone on bright in front of our eyes. It's telling our brain it's time to be awake. Um, TV in the bedroom is is a big one that. And people are like, "No, I just need to decompress my mind." And I totally hear you. I do that, but you you're you're affecting your quality of sleep. A lot of people get misinformed that a you know a glass of wine is okay before bed. Look, you do what you want to do. You can find a doctor to tell you alcohol doesn't affect your sleep, but you will not find a doctor that researches sleep that tells you it's awful for your sleep. It it affects your quality of sleep. It affects your ability to get into sleep staging. And Dr. Matthew Walker, a PhD out of, I think it's Stanford, is has published a couple of books on it. And, and, he, and he says, hey, anybody who tells you it's not affecting your sleep is just utterly lying to you. Now, some people can have it and it they're okay and they don't have problems. Right. But if you have a sleep problem, that might be something you want to really consider and be mindful of. And, you know, when you do have alcohol and you don't sleep as well, okay, well, then at least you know why. And right. then you just like anything in life, you, you choose what your tolerance level is and what your ability to cope with is, so, but everybody, everybody's different. And then, you know, what we eat, our energy expenditure during the day, our, our spiritual life, our, our mental health, all of that you know cannot be overstated or or discounted so we tend to look at like the or i hate to call it organic but we tend to look at the fixable organic lifestyle things are those all in check and being done because those are cheap easy and usually fast and safe to do and then we layer on top of that the movement disorders the breathing disorders all the other things that we see so for do-it-yourselfers you know just google sleep hygiene and make sure you're doing those best practices. And probably the biggest thing I see in a lot of the people we treat is quantity. We're, we're overly plugged into responding right away and we, we've done it to ourselves, right? So I think our, our team, we pride ourselves in an awesome patient experience. And so if, if, if Rhonda emails in at four 30, uh, Jillian will pull the record, she'll send a note to me and I'll, my phone will ding at 545 and I'll be like, oh, I want to respond to her. Whereas we kind of train Rhonda if it's an emergency call, if it's a question email, getting back to her in 24 hours is more than fine. So we have to check ourselves, right? And and make sure we're not being overly responsive to a fault and where I'm logging in at 9 30 and then I'm thinking about that case and what I need to do. And now my brain is not ready to go to bed. I just re-stimulated <laughs> myself. And so, um, you know, all, all of that goes into it. And I think that's all stuff we all can be better at and practice. Uh, it, teenagers is really hard. We've over subscribed them to sports and academics and homework where the, my kids are like in, kids. I know, have patients are in tears. They're like I don't get home from soccer till eight 30 and I have two hours of homework. And I'm like, I've written letters to teachers being like, something's got to give because right. this kid can't, It's not sustainable. Right. So.
1: Yep. What would you say? And again, our our time is going way too quickly and I want to, I want to touch on this before we close, but what would you say, um, what's the cost of not addressing our, our poor breathing and, and sleep problems? Yeah.
0: I mean, I sleep apnea is when you stop breathing at nighttime, um, repeatedly, and it's quantified with a sleep study where your oxygen levels drop and your brain gets aroused, you know, more than five times an hour some studies show that it takes the average of seven years off your life by that. So sleep is something we do one third of our lifetime. And so I I think the cost is, is tough to even calculate, but the saying goes, you know, the more you care for yourself, the more you'll have to give to everyone else. And, and a lot of us, uh, high work ethic, servant mentality, people in the service industry, you know, we, we might need a good friend or family member to, help keep our our selves in check so that we we take care of it but you know like anything you get out what you put in so the the um you know you can give financial staples hey budget you know look at two options before you you know all these different things and the more your clients friends practice it the better stewards will be of their wealth and no different than us the 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 more people heed our advice and consider it, the better off their health will be. So cost wise, it's, it's almost impossible to quantify. Right. But, you know, you can go weeks without food, days without water minutes without air. So, you know, we need to breathe well, drink well, eat well, And then I think right with that is sleep well. I mean, that's a third of what we do and there's no organism in existence that doesn't have a sleep cycle. So it's totally essential for every organism's survival. It's when we rest, heal and rejuvenate. And uh, again, our body has such a good ability to cope. We can produce so much adrenaline and um, cortisol that we can function and get through, but it's at a cost. And whether that cost is screwing up Falling asleep at the wheel, fatigue, or just chronic inflammation that kills us, it's something's going to give. And uh, a lot of times we don't know what that is. So good, good sound quality of sleep, quantity of sleep is, couldn't, couldn't can't be overstated. Definitely. Absolutely. Well,
1: Dr. Clower, how can people learn more about your practice and how do they contact your office?
0: So, you know, uh, uh, we, we have a lot of good information online. Um, it's TMJ sleep indiana.com and we we do online workshops we have a lot of pre-recorded content and stuff i i just before this um i was running a late i was doing a consult with someone from atlanta who found us online and is is gonna fly up to see us and and just by scouring our website he kind of self-directed that he thinks we can help so by the time he reaches out uh, yeah likely i hope we'll be able to help and have him come up here but i've had plenty of people who say hey I, I got some content gave it to my physician and I'm on a journey. So we try to publish content out there that yeah we'll we'll feed people so we can help serve them but if it if they can get some intel info and share it with their doctor or share it with their family and in self direct you know even better there's there's plenty of people to serve and help. I just think that there's a a very big discrepancy in the amount of education and knowledge out there regarding this. So anytime we can be a steward to get it out there is is great, and your business is no different. You, you, if you do good, treat people right, you'll you'll have business. And if you can help people by having them officially be a client, great. If they can help by listening to some of this stuff, and you never meet them, that's even cooler, you yeah. know. So, um, so we're cut from the same cloth in that regard. So our website has has good info, and then we have all of our contact information out there, you know. But I, I think just really focusing on the tenants of health. And, and are you, uh, are you fueling and recharging this incredible organism to the best of its ability? Because a lot of people will go chasing for a drug or a surgery or, or a, a cure-all without the basic tenants in check and any surgery, any physical therapy appointment, surgical appointment, workout appointment you have, the trainer, nurse, doctor is going to say, now go home and get your rest. Cause that's when our body heals and rejuvenates. So, um, I think that's just, you know, can't be, can't be overstated.
1: Absolutely. So again, your website is TMJsleepindiana.com. Yep. Also too, I wanted to give a great, a big shout out to oh, yeah. your book, Achieve Your Victory. Gang, those of you who are listening in and watching the video, get a copy of this. I mean, Dr. Clower is just, just in the few minutes we have shared Um, I've been, but have the privilege of, I think we've been to your office now three or four times, something like that. Plus we've gone through your book and you're just such a wealth of information. And I love that you you come from it with the servant's heart, the teacher's mentality and just say, Hey, let's just, you know, let's talk through this so you can overall reap the benefits of having a better quality of life. So, um, thank you for sharing your, your time and your expertise. Thank you. My pleasure.
0: I I appreciate it. Always look forward to it and uh, happy to do it again.
1: Thank you, Dr. Clower. In fact, I might take you up on that offer because I think as we were talking here, some things coming to mind, I think we could do a couple of extra parts and I firmly believe we can, we can impact some lives of folks. So I appreciate that invitation. So.
0: Yep. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity and I hope you have an awesome day.
1: Thank you, Dr. Clower. Um, So again, everyone listening, you know, again, remind you, you take steps to ensure the health of your finances. Be sure to take steps to ensure your physical, your spiritual and mental well being. Thank you for joining us today. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to Whistler While You Retire. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Whistler agency. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider
0: with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance, consulting, and education services are offered through the Whistler Agency, The Whistler Agency is a separate and unaffiliated entity from Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC. This podcast
1: is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. Pursuant to IRS Circular 230, it is not intended to provide specific legal or tax advice and cannot be used to avoid penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. For insurance products discussed, guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.